2: a late lunch with Blackstone Motors, Joadad and Dalkin Cavan. Order your new two two one Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie.
1: You're very welcome to the penultimate late lunch of 2021. Yes, one more show to go after today. And we're on the break for Christmas and the new year. And looking forward to it. We'll miss you. We will miss you. Hope you miss us as much too. But look, we need a break from each other. You know, every relationship needs time away. And it'll be happening from tomorrow, last show tomorrow, until the 4th of January. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Rose. Hi, Jerry. Thank you so much for your card. Have a happy Christmas and great 2022. Great programme as always. Thanks, Rose. And thank you to all the people who've been coming back to me acknowledging that they received... Personal Christmas cards from myself this year. I thank you for sending them to me, and the least I could do was reply to you. Today on the show, yes, we have lots of people to meet over the next couple of hours, but we begin today with Dr. Mary McCreary. She's a dietitian nutritionist based at the Blackrock Clinic in Dublin, and I hope she's not going to poop the party because you know, Christmas time, yes, we do overdo it a bit, we do indulge. But did you know that food has a massive influence on our moods? Mary, good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon to you. And I am going to give you some really good news for a change when we're talking about food. So it's not going to be all bad news. Um, This is um, some research that has been done by Yakult to raise the awareness really of the impact that food actually can have on our mood. And that's all down to what we call the gut-brain axis. Now, what this research showed is that 30% of Irish people, only 30% had actually even heard of the gut-brain axis, but it's a whole new area um, of work that started over the last couple of years about the effect that food and certain foods that we eat and what they actually and how they actually can affect our mood. So... The, the first thing really is, is that our gut has a, has a huge role to play in the production of what we call the feel-good factors or the happy hormones, um, predominantly serotonin and dopamine. And it's believed that about 90% of our serotonin is actually produced in the gut. Um, but also the idea that certain foods will actually boost your mood, and this is where the research came in, is to look at in Ireland what foods did people actually use to boost their mood? So as you can imagine, the very first one at the top of the list is milk chocolate mm. followed by coffee. Now, tea only came in at number 10 uh, as a, big tea-drinking nation. I was quite surprised at that myself, that yes. the tea came further down. But I do think that since the start of the pandemic, we've had a huge um, culture of coffee has become very much part of our life. So I think that might have had something to do with it. I mean, you will all recognise the queues outside the coffee shops in the very early days of lockdown. Yes. Um, So other foods in there on that list that the Irish people use are things like sweets, chocolate biscuits, crisps and savoury snacks, ice cream, cake, biscuits, and then dark chocolate. And the funny bit is, is that the dark chocolate has been proven scientifically to have more of an effect than milk chocolate because of the antioxidant content that you're going to get in dark chocolate. But people also have very unusual ones like oily fish and sushi, and broccoli. Now it's beyond me how anybody would get pleasure and a move enhancement from eating a plate of broccoli. But there it is, and it's all very individual.
1: <laughs> Mary, when you talk there about milk chocolate, coffee, sweets, chocolate biscuits, of course you're uh, you're you're just up everybody's alley at the moment because that is Christmas time, and, and people do indulge, as I said. But look at on the other side, and and of course there has to be a downside. To that you're talking about, you know, stimulants and sugar there, and of course. If, if if we overindulge in that and go mad and are consistently going down that road, we're going to be in trouble as well with the with the waistline.
3: And there therein lies the, the the bottom line really of it. I mean, obviously, as dietitians, we would automatically say, look, the proper normal foods: the meat, the fish, the cheese, the eggs, the milk, the bread, the butter, the potatoes, rice, pasta, fruits and vegetables, all of the normal foods. They form the basis of your diet and Mm. that's what's going to give you your nutrition. Um, And then if you look at the food pyramid, you'll see the luxury foods and all of these foods, as you can see, are luxury foods that a little bit of what you fancy does you good. And it is there on the food pyramid. And even with my very obese patients, they're still allowed one treat a day because you mentioned it there about the indulgence and all this food. It's the overindulgence that the problem is. And if you overindulge and then you come into January and you cut all of these foods out, after a couple of weeks, your mood does go down. You get a bit fed up. And then you go and break the diet and you go back to eating all the foods the wrong way. So this idea of that having good and bad foods as dietitians, we don't talk like that at all. We can talk about good or bad diet. So it's the overall intake, your lifestyle intake of your food that we're making sure that you're getting all your nutrients that you need. But then you have the other aspect of food, which is sense of smell, sense of taste. You have the social interaction and the social uh, etiquette of around food as well. So it's not about the all or nothing scenario. It's about everything can be included on a daily basis, but it's not the overindulgent of the the luxury foods or of the normal foods either, because you're going to get fat if you eat too much food. And people that eat too much food eat too much of everything. So it's getting the balance right that you're having your proper food to get the nutrition and then you're learning how to eat the luxury foods in the amounts, in the small amounts on a daily basis rather than the overindulgence.
1: Really good advice there. Now, you mentioned Yakult, and I've uh, availed of it myself, of course, in the past, and there are many Mm -hmm. products on the market in that vein. Let me tell you a little uh, story, Mary. I've had a a double shot of antibiotics and steroids recently to try and clear a bloody dose I've had. But thank God I'm feeling much better and great this week. But I'm making my own kefir. Uh, which which I'm taking and uh, a couple of other things as well to try and make up. Because just as an example, I'm only using myself, that type of stuff. And many people find themselves in that boat at this time. You do have to help recovery of the gut, don't you, after uh, intense antibiotics like that?
3: Absolutely. And even patients that come into to me with irritable bowel or any type of bowel disorders, I say to them, right, you do have to get the, the strain of bacteria that is absolutely vital for your gut for to be able to, for it to be healthy um, but also after you've had if you've been on any type of antibiotics not only will you have killed the bad bacteria but you'll have killed all the good bacteria as well so you do need to take all of these sorts of products as you mentioned there if you're making your own kefir or the yakult or any of those products and um, they are going to put the natural flora that should be living in your gut back in there again it's absolutely vital
1: Mary you know uh, just you mentioned their indulgence at Christmas and you are giving the advice enjoy it by all means but in a reasonable way and balance it of course talk to me a little bit about you know people drink at this time of the year and enjoy a drink and maybe go a little bit on on the wrong side there that's understandable too what about the next day if you've had a little too much beer or wine or things like that what's your advice?
3: The best advice is you get out for a good long walk because, you know, healthy lifestyle. And, and again, the scientific evidence would show that lack of exercise and stress will all lead to um, this effect that you're going to have on your gut and on your mood as well. So if you overjudge and you say Christmas Day has been the one day that everybody does seem to do that. You get out the next day and you go for a really, really, really long walk so that you're getting that balance a little bit. It's if you eat and drink too much over a seven day period, you're really not going to feel very well for about three or four days after that while your body re re rebalances itself. But I think getting out there and doing that daily walk would be that simple bit of advice that I would give to anybody over the next week. It will make all the huge difference both to your mood, but also to how you feel as well. You won't be quite so bummed up as well.
1: And it'll leave you in better shape to face into the new year. I take it January is a very busy time for you and your ilk as well. As you say, when people, you know, people try to turn a new leaf at the start of the new year, they may be overindulged for quite a period of time. You, you see a burst of this, do you?
3: Well, actually I don't because uh, no, any of my patients they'd be afraid to come near me in January because <laughs> they'd be afraid they'd get given out. Oh <laughs> right, so they, I see. I see yeah, I see. They tend to they, they tend to leave until the end of January. Okay. But but you know, the time that most people succeed in losing weight is between February and May. Okay. Um and it's because our the summer months we live a quite different lifestyle in the summer months. So most people actually will put on weight during the summer rather than during the Christmas period. But the most amount of weight that you usually lose is between February and May. So it's not it's not that January bit. And the January blues is very dark. It's a very dull month. So I wouldn't tell anybody to restrict everything during the month of January because your mood will go down and then you'll get fed up and you'll go back and you'll start eating all the too much of the wrong things again. So it's to get your body back into that nice, easy balance the food, the exercise, healthy food, healthy exercise, just it's, you know, it's 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 the overindulgence that is the problem.
1: And, and this next while, it's quite a nice break this year for a lot of people. We're finishing up tomorrow, not back till the fourth. And you talk about eating, uh, exercise, uh, sleep, of course, as well. Uh, yeah. It's a good time, isn't it, as well, to recharge?
3: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, staying up too late is is probably one big factor over the Christmas holidays as well. Is that because you can, you might stay up till one or two o'clock in the morning, and that way, then you're totally disturbing your circadian rhythm. So you end up sleeping on later in the morning. So it's actually even harder to readjust. Come the fourth of January, and it's going to be harder to readjust. So try and keep that routine. Regular meals not eating mindlessly, not eating just because you can, but trying to get sleep and exercise in there as well.
1: Mary, you're great. We're taking your advice on board. We've put it in the pocket and we're going to carry it with us and let's do what you say over this holiday time. Thank you so much for taking our call today.
3: Not at all. Happy Christmas to you.
1: Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. That's Dr Mary McCreary there from the Black Rock Clinic in Dublin with some little nuggets of advice. Look at we're not saying we're not killjoys at all. Of course, enjoy the season and that as well. But think of the next day too. We're bloody human, aren't we? At times we don't. But look, you can only uh, give the advice. You can bring the horse to water. But making them drink is an entirely different story. What about the Rose of Tralee? We've had many friends on late lunch over the years. We had the Rose of Tralee winner from Meath. And we've touched in and out with the uh, roses from Mead, Meath uh, through time. Uh, you heard the news about the Rose today. Yes, they've announced that they're admitting married Ladies to the Rose from next year, they've upped the age to 29 and trans people can enter as well. So the Rose is really moving a bit with the times, big changes for them there. Anyway, watch this space, there'll be no Rose 2019, it was the last one, 2020, 2021, will there be one next year? God only knows if there'll be a Rose, but anyway... The Rose of Tralee, married ladies 29 and trans people can enter. The goalposts are certainly shifting in the kingdom today. Now your Christmas cuties. Thank you, Shoe City, Castle Blaney, Ireland's largest shoe store who've given us a fantastic prize. €250 voucher for a family this year. And what happens is, if you send us in your cuties singing, performing a song this Christmas time. We'll play them on late lunch, and when we play them on late lunch, the ones we play, they go into the hat, and tomorrow on the show Miss Louise Walsh will draw one name out, and you'll win that voucher. Let's have a listen to more of your cuties. Here's Millie Burke Faulkner, she's age seven.
0: ha kune, e ha day
1: Oh, no, why our fod, Millie? Oh, isn't that just beautiful? Hasn't she a lovely voice? Three Gilga as well. A standard, a classic hymn at Christmas time. We love you, Millie. Thanks for sending it in to us. We have next up in Cuties, I don't have their surnames, but if they're listening today or the families are listening, I should have given you a call, but I will anyway, we'll find out. It's Zoe and Kayla. Wow, I adore you, Zoe and Kayla. Eight years of age, aren't they brilliant as a duet? Oh, terrific. The effort that they're putting in here. Oh, that's a sweet melody indeed. You're in the hat for sure. There's still just about time to get your cuties into us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. We'll need them today if you can get them to us. Uh, send them in and uh, we'll get as many of them out on the uh, late lunch here uh, between today and tomorrow. Well done to all concerned. Aren't they lovely? I just love the children singing at Christmas time. I now mean, you do know that we've been supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre on late lunch this Christmas time yes we talked about Christmas cards and Louise had a view that maybe it's a thing of the past I said let's give it a go and see will people send us in Christmas cards yes so we launched return to sender you sent me Christmas cards I replied to you and I replied to every single one of you and We just look out here in the hall in LMFM Radio and it's adorned with Christmas cards. It's our biggest year ever. But naturally, as we come towards the Christmas, of course it's going to slip off because we're breaking tomorrow for the holidays and the post is, you know, letters not guaranteed to be delivered before Christmas. And we understand that as well. But the cards have been coming by the new time every day. We are buying the cards for the Gary Kelly Kelly Centre, supporting the centre by buying the cards. And you have been just marvellous in your response to this. Not alone cards, and we never ask for this, you're sending us donations as well, which are gratefully accepted. Look today, I said the cards are down, and here we are. Just one card in today. Maybe I'll get a few more tomorrow, but let's open this one and see what it is. Here's our single card today, and there is an envelope within the envelope. So let me see here. The card says for the Gary Kelly Center. Happy Christmas Jerry and Louise and all in LMFM. Santa's little helper, only three sleeps to go. Ho ho ho. Who is Santa's little helper? They've been there for years. I'm intrigued. I don't want to know, but they message me every single year. Let's see now what's in the envelope here. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god almighty. Oh my god. Folks, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. That is a ginormous donation. It really is. I honestly don't know what to say. I just want to say thank you. I'd love to hug you, Santa's little helper, at this point in time. That is huge this Christmas time. And it's going directly to the Gary Kelly Centre. Whoever you are, Santa's little helper. And they messaged me yesterday saying they were doing a little collection round the workshop. Look at this. Thank you. Thank you from my heart. And thanks to everybody who sent in anything at all. Because anything you gave from a euro up is gratefully appreciated and really does help the Gary Kelly Centre support so many people right across the North East in counties and Mead. God bless you. Thanks a million again. Really appreciate it. Wow, don't things like that just just make your day, don't they? They really do. They just give you the, the old lift that you're looking for. That is simply amazing, amazing. There's a ball of money in that envelope, a huge amount. Thank you. Thank you again. Anyway, on late lunch today, we move on because she's waiting patiently by and we've struck gold just a moment ago. But this woman has been striking gold for years all over the world. We love her to bits. And at the weekend, yes, she picked up yet another award because herself and Katie George Dunleavy were named RTE Sport Team of the Year. I have one half of the team with me today. Eve McChrystal. Hello again.
4: Hi, Jerry!
1: thanks for having me. <laughs> Not at all. I was thrilled for you to win the big one at the sports award. a two woman team. yeah.
4: Yeah, it was great. Now that was unexpected. We've been up for that a few times. Um, So I I just think we would always resigned ourselves, um, which maybe isn't the right thing, but you have, you know, resigned ourselves when you are, I suppose, a power team, that you're not going to win an award against, you know, the Olympic rowers or, or the big GA teams, like you're just prepared not to. And I was never, we never even dreamt that we would have done that. So, yeah, it was it was huge for us as as a team.
1: Mm, wonderful, wonderful. And uh, the joy of both of you to receive it was quite obvious indeed. And as you say, to beat other wonderful teams as well is some achievement. It certainly is the icing on, on the cake for you this year. Look, when you reflect on the year and the medals in Tokyo to build upon Rio and the World Championships... It has been just this marvellous journey for you, but when I look back at Tokyo, I think I said this to you before when I was talking, to you, and I saw you after one of the races in particular, I saw Neve McChrystal that had just given every single ounce of energy to what she just achieved. Do you, do you know the clip I'm talking about? Do you look back on that at all and think wow, that's me?
4: Yeah, I haven't, I, I look back at one of the races, I really haven't went through them all mm. um, yeah, I suppose that I've given, and as Casey has as well. Like we've just given our hearts, our souls, our got everything for the last, I and mean, we another year on top of it with COVID. Like we put everything in, and then when it goes right in the day, and you come home with that gold medal, it's just like it's not that a weight's lifted off your shoulder. But it's just a sense of relief and accomplishment and you know, thank God that went right, because if we had to come away with nothing, then you're kind of saying, oh, the five years, you know, you work so hard, and it just doesn't always work out the way that you you visualise it to work out, so I think it was definitely a sense of relief, yeah, for me, you know.
1: Yeah, Yeah, when you look at the Olympic golds and silvers and all the other medals you won, I've always been meaning to ask you this, as you sit here in December 2021 and reflect where it all began with Katie George and all the the times you've been through tough times, wonderful times, happy, sad the full gambit of emotions does any one race or medal stand out for you?
4: Um, I think the time trial does in, in, in Tokyo every race stands out in its own way you know there's a, there's a joy after each race for different reasons but definitely um, a memory that I will take from Tokyo is the time trial. And we were in as defending champions from Rio because we won gold in Rio. Mm. And this is the first time that Katie had an earpiece in her ear as well as me and our coaches behind us in the car. So she could hear what he was saying as well. And it's the, it's the first time that, that that she had that. And I remember on one kilometre to go, we knew we won because we were catching the, the British team and we put a minute into them, which is huge, huge in a time trial. And he said in our ears, I think it was, well done girls, finish it strong show the world what you can do. And I just remember when he said that, I was like, Jesus, we're after doing it, you know? <laughs> and it's just a memory that the two of us heard at the same time. That was like shivers down your spine moment. And yeah, that, that will definitely, that, that's one memory for me that will stand out for sure.
1: Amazing, indeed. Well, look, at you've, you've had to come back. There are uh, children to be looked after. There's work to be gone to with and Garda Siakana. Uh, there's other things to be done in life as well. I take it like that everywhere you've gone and when people recognise you, it's just been so warm, so loving, so happy. The happiness you've brought to people.
4: Yeah, I just think it gave it, it definitely, the Olympics and the Paralympics give people a lift in the time that they needed it most. You know, and like mum was kind of telling me, you know, what was going on at home and my uncle's shop and the, the gold post box and it's just I think it gives everybody a lift and like we're in a bubble I suppose but when we come back, I just couldn't get over it because we have been doing this for so many years but it's the first time that the media really 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 got behind us and Everybody then was able to see us, see, you know, see our emotion and the joy. And then I I just think it made people smile and like still, I'm still getting congratulations. You know, I'm still getting them. Yeah. And when I go, but like life hasn't changed there. It's still the same. <laughs> You know, I was making lunch when I came home from school this all the morning. Everything is still the same. <laughs> so it's just that people, I suppose. You know, I they, 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 I know that they're happy for us. You know, mm. they really are. And I think it didn't really sink in until we won that award on Saturday night. Because we've always done this. And we we do because we love the sport. But to be acknowledged by the RT broadcaster as team, that, that was that's huge. Mm. You know, so I think we just realised then, oh my God, we are afternoon. And people have seen, you know, the work that we put in and... Mm. Yeah, I think it's sunk in and it's, it's only but I'm going to I'll enjoy this Christmas I think
1: now and, <laughs> on, on the back of that <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But you know our sporting heroes are the ones yeah. that do lift the nation you know this and you, you, you are part of that history now you are the people who in difficult and dark days you know inspire us and 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 lift the mood there is no doubt about that and I I think of yourself and Katie George Dunleavy and look at the year let's talk about women in sport Rachel Blackmore you know international sports star at the BBC annual awards and winner here at home as well Leona Maguire her you know exploits in in the Solheim Cup the Irish woman in there winning the Solheim Cup with Team Europe I think of the Mead ladies you know what they achieved this year unbelievable winning the the Senior Football Championship, our swimmers, Mona McShari, people like that as well. What's happened? What? Come on, you're one of them. What's happened to the fair sex? You're leading the way.
4: Yeah, I know. Like, I think there was definitely a shift in the last couple of years and especially with that 20 by 20 campaign for women. And like as you said, all of those women... And Kelly Harrington. Oh, I forgot and,
1: Kelly. Yes, there's Jesus. So I'll be killed. But,
4: yeah, but you're forgetting. But still, you're, there's so many to remember. You know, it's yeah. hard to nearly remember us all now. Yeah. <laughs> there's that many. So I think it's just, you know, other, like, you can see women in sport now. We're getting more TV coverage. We're getting more radio time. We're getting more newspaper articles. Like, people can see what we are doing, you yeah. know, and I think we've been quietly doing it for years and years, and you know, where, but it's only now that the, everybody's got behind us and there's more funding gone into women in sport and all of that helps, and it's so much needed, mm. you know, but like the swimmers there last, I couldn't come up, I think it's we, I, I can't keep up with the women this week, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, yeah, but isn't it a great, is it, isn't it a great ailment to have, oh. <laughs> you know, you're like I can't, you know, who's winning medals next, and, that only inspires our younger generation you yes know, my kids are just crazy into horses that's all they do talk about that's thought so Rachel Blackmore is idle to them and for her after winning that BBC it's just you know it's unbelievable so as I can see what my children through their eyes the, the women in sport, now they're not looking at Mammy, you know, but they're mm. looking at Rachel Blackmore, and they're looking, at, you know, and it's, it's great to have these role models to look up to, you know.
1: Oh, for sure, and we better. I think you might have mentioned that, uh, Katie Taylor as well, of course, and more besides, but you're right, and it's only right. That, you know, for years The investment, the time, everything else Hasn't gone into it And look at what you're all doing You are you know, as well as being successful In your own right, in your own eras You're paving the way for the next generation
4: Absolutely, and and boys, and men Yes, yes, yes I get loads, equal messages from, like, men as well To say, like, you've inspired me today And thanks a million So, like, it's lovely to get those messages as well you know, so, yeah, it's, look, it's for everybody in sport, isn't it? I think Rachel Blackmore said at the end of one of our interviews, I don't feel man or woman right yeah. now. I can't even believe I'm human. Mm. Like that was the, that sentence was, like, just phenomenal, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you, you just, it's sport, isn't it? It lifts it the nation. It gives people a smile on their face. I know after I do an hour or whatever on the bike, I feel good about myself. Mm. That's what it's all about, especially during COVID, because we all are a little bit down in the dumps and whatever it takes just to get you up and moving and smiling isn't grace. great it doesn't matter who's doing it hear ah,
1: you know? hear I say to that anyway you mentioned a moment ago you're going to enjoy the Christmas what does enjoying Christmas mean for Eve McChrystal in terms of what you'll eat and will you do any exercise or anything over the holiday time Christmas New Year
4: Oh, I will now I was hit by Covid like one of many oh, were you? Yeah. so I'm still trying to get back
0: okay. to
4: that so that's quite difficult actually um, so that's kind of you know set me back a while, but you know I get there. I'm I'm just doing little bits and pieces right now at the minute. Um, I can't really go back to full training, and that's okay. Mm. You know it's the time of year first, but Christmas will be very simple. It'll definitely be pajamas, fire, and a glass of wine. And, Lovely. Yeah, it's very simple. It's like you know not not doing much at all. Jerry, Getting the yeah. training in just to keep me ticking over and we'll revisit again in
1: January yeah good on you just before we go just on the Covid like you are an athlete you're a fit woman you're at the peak of your, your health and fitness as well and and you're saying to me that this just you know people often say you're listening to this that it's it's nothing really it's just like an influenza in the world this hits you hard
4: it did, yeah. It uh, put me on my hands and knees, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. and as, Like as you said, fiddle's a fiddle, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, wasn't well for the, the 10 days and I just had to follow the protocols from the Institute of Sport returning to sport after COVID and mm. I'm ticking all the boxes right. I'm not rushing into it. Um, yeah, it's, take, it's five weeks now and I'm, I'm still not. I'm okay day to day, but it's just when I do get on the bike and I try and exercise, there's a big change there. So I just have to give it time and patience is key and I'll consistently train little bits over Christmas just to keep me keep me going. But no, it wasn't nice and it's not nice for people and, you know, other people that it 10 times worse than me. But, I, I you know, it, it wasn't an easy time.
1: And uh, it's important to get that message out there for people that thinks this is not something that's serious or dangerous or whatever. Anyway, I just, I, I, I have the vision. I, I We've seen you on the bike and exerting yourself. Now imagine or just think of her at Christmas and, and, and be happy for her in the slippers, the pyjamas, the glass of wine, the fire lit and taking it easy. You deserve it, Eve McChrystal. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've always been so good to us over the years. You know, we've been with you quite a long time from back in the day. You've always taken our calls, spoken to us. I thank you for all that. I want to congratulate again Katie George Dunleavy and yourself for winning that wonderful team award here in Ireland this year for all you've done over the years and especially recently at Tokyo. Thank you so much. Happy Christmas to you, to you and your families, and all the very best for the new year.
4: Oh, happy Christmas, Jerry.
1: Thanks for having me. Not at all. You're very welcome. Take care, Eve. That's the wonderful Eve McChrystal there. Uh, joining us today to reflect on a wonderful year of sport for women in Ireland. And they do need the leg up and women do need the help because they're coming from a position back from boys or men. But it is all sport and it is all of us, men, women, all together, uh, you know, doing their best and, uh, you know, lifting the nation, as we said. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. want to say a heartfelt Thank you to Brendan Megan. He's from Castle Blaney in Monaghan. Actually, we were talking about the Blaney Blades yesterday on the show. And uh, Brendan drove down to LMFM yesterday. Well, i tell you this, folks. And you know what he did? He left in with us uh, two of the most beautiful bird boxes you've ever seen. I'm not joking you. Absolutely beautiful. He put so much thought and attention into them. Brendan... Thank you so much. Your kindness is appreciated and they will be occupying a lovely place in my back garden this year and hopefully we'll have a family in each of them. I thank you. They're beautiful, Brendan. They really are beautiful. I thought the cards were done with. Not a bit of it. This is just after arriving in, as we're on the air. Hi, Jerry. Just letting you know we are all keeping well. Bradon, yes. Oh, I remember Bradon is a big boy now. Looking forward to Santa. We are so blessed to have him. We send you and your family happy, healthy. Christmas and New Year wishes you're a gentleman one of life's good ones God bless that comes in from Diana O'Rourke Ryan in Denor County Mead and it comes from Diane, Eddie and the beautiful Bradon thank you indeed for that lovely card I really do appreciate it back to your Christmas cuties yes there's still time if you want to send them in to us let this child is only two years of age let's have a listen to Saoirse Hill
0: Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. On the farm, of Mr. Right in a water the new day. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. On the farm, of Mr. Right in a water the new day. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. <laughs> Isn't
1: she Gorgeous, Searsha Hill, two years of age. Now we're really moving up now with our next Christmas cutie. Yes, she's three, believe it or not. We're moving up a full year. And let's hear the lovely Sadie Crosby. Better
0: walk down, you better not fly, you better not go, I'll tell you why, Santa Claus. He knows there's you're he knows you're awake, he knows the you're, you're better, so be good, goodness sake. So, you better watch out, you better not fly, you better not tell you by Santa Claus. Hooray!
1: Isn't she lovely, Sadie Crosby? Yes, Hugh City, Castle Blaney. There's a €250 voucher up for grabs for all the cuties we play on Late Lunch before we finish tomorrow afternoon on our final show. Still time to get in. If you have audio, get it to us quick. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text to your Late Lunch. Coming up after 2.30 on the show, we make our final call abroad from home this afternoon and it's to the Algarve in Portugal and a man who's very well known in the northeast but heading towards 2.30 on your late lunch this eve of the final show of the year It's our final home call abroad on late lunch for this Christmas time and we're going to have a chat with a man now that I so enjoyed his company when he was back home here in Ireland on a couple of occasions. He's originally from Drogheda but he's made his life now on the Algarve in Portugal and he's on the line to me this afternoon. Aify Clark, how are you? I'm,
5: I'm grand, Jerry, and yourself...
1: I'm really good. It's great to touch base with you this afternoon. Hey, I was just looking at the Portuguese situation uh, before I came on and uh, the Prime Minister there, Antonio Costa. Certainly things tightening up, gatherings of only 10 people outdoors, discos and bars shut from Christmas Day, testing for shows and sporting events. You see, a v in this country, a lot of people think we're the only ones under the cosh.
5: No, it's <clears throat> it's everywhere, Jerry and... and uh I mean, obviously, Portugal is no different. Um, I think Portugal kept its restrictions to a minimum because it needs the tourist um, money to keep the economy going in the Argarve. So they were sort of keen to minimize the restrictions. And obviously, as things start to, to get a bit worse again, then uh, they have to put something in place.
1: Mm. Look, um, let's talk about you and Christmas back home in Drogheda and memories of growing up, childhood, <laughs> Avi, Come on, a couple of things that stay with you always.
5: Oh, God, some, some of them, um, obviously sort of Christmas in the family home and, uh, you know, my uncles and aunts were so good um, to that, me. That, that I'll never forget. Um, and, and the friendships I had in town, Um as a kid, I was looking forward to Christmas, and it was very, very simple then. Not as sort of <clears throat> not the same marketing machine it is today, but uh, yeah, it was simple. But it was it was a family thing, and it was it was nice.
1: So that um, that closeness and bond yeah, with people yeah, who looked yeah. after you and the coming together and and, and you're right, I I remember them back then too, and it was simple. And what you got, you were really grateful for.
5: Of course you were, yeah. I mean, there was no great expectations, and um, you know, you you wrote and you asked for certain things, and I remember one year asking for something that's obviously not realising the value of it, and getting a a rainbow, a, ch- a tube of Smarties. But um, but luckily we had uh, we had a aunt in England, and uh, she used to send us the most wonderful Christmas presents. Um, I mean, we were just shocked. We got Lego and scale electric and things like that that were new at the time, and it was it was, it was way beyond any expectation we had. But
1: don't don't knock the old ring board, Afy, because I I remember it myself. And when we got the dart, which is, we nearly <laughs> put it through uh, pe- people's heads, and that with wayward throws at the board. And do you remember the little table tennis that you used to set up? Had you, had you ever wanted those on the home table?
5: <laughs> indeed, we did. We did. And, and, and the regular shouts to clear that off the table <laughs> for going to eat.
1: <laughs> hey, you were sophisticated with Skeletrics.
5: Yeah, do you know what? I think we were the envy of the streets. Where um, Obviously, the cars didn't work too well. It was the sort of beginning of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was an amazing thing. And, and uh, yeah, um, wonderful, wonderful memories. And do you know, there was a great ambience at that time there was a great Christmas sort of thing. And and then when you got into your teens and <clears throat> then there were the embarrassing scenes of, you know, leaving the Drogheda in Christmas Eve and and ending up in midnight mass and not the best of conditions of uh, maybe 17 years old uh, waking up in the crib or something like that. It was... Uh, Obviously not the not the best thing. But, yes. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I remember those times as well. And there'd be outrage. You know this yourself. There'd be outrage over it. My God Almighty, what did they think they're at? They should go home rather than come into the house of the Lord I at know. Christmas and time. And you know
5: what, they were right. I mean, yeah. when you look at it, the respectful aspect of it, but when you'd had a few points and the draw the ends or something like that, sure, you know, the inhibitions were dropped a bit and, then you started to fall asleep and and then you woke up looking at a donkey and (laughs) wherever
1: <laughs> it was yeah. memories and of times anyway uh, times have certainly changed from 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 that perspective for sure, but look at yeah. uh, as you grew up, you mentioned your teens there and 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 you move on in life as well, and you of course, what a musician you are and 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 you've played you played all around this area and you play now in portugal as well when did you pick up the instrument afi
5: um I was twelve and uh, I think it was eleven or twelve at school, sixth class in the primary. Um, there was myself and Jerry Healy and uh, Jerry Mulroy. Um, we got lessons from a Christian brother. Um, just a, you know, a few couple of lessons or whatever, and then yeah. myself and Jerry and Lorraine God started playing music together and then with BB Beryl and um yeah, you know, and the greatest musical education I got was playing in pubs. When pe- people came up to sing, you had to find out what key they were in within 30 <laughs> seconds
1: and and learn the song. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a grounding you'd recommend to anybody who's... You oh, by d- d- oh God, you
5: know, if you didn't, uh, if you were in the wrong key, then you'd get <laughs> the look from the singer and... Uh,
1: <laughs> Many's the time I got. <laughs> and if you know yourself, and, and I, 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 this is a thing, when you were a regular, as you were in different places playing, there were singers and people who went there on specific nights and they expected to be called to do their party piece. And if they were, Davy?
5: Well, do you know what? I, I, I can see their faces now. <laughs> and depend, depending on the particular pub, um, they all had one or two. And... Uh, yeah, you know it was all harmless stuff, but mm. but that was the big thing for some of those people. Mm. It was a big, you know, it made their evening, and uh, you know it was all part of the thing. Some some of them, some of the singers, sort of embarrassed me. They were that good, yeah. um, and some of them, um, other the Jesus, they were uh, tone deaf. But but that's. You know, it's all part of the fun. Isn't
1: yes. It? And, and, and you know, I know it. in the Greater Drawdon area, great tradition of music in the area and round the pubs yeah. and yeah. venues. That actually, AFI, held really strong and, and, and has recovered when we were in more, uh, let's say, liberal times during the summer, autumn of this year. There's a great scene still there, and that's historical. Well, do you know what's
5: wonderful, Jerry? The internet's obviously. <clears throat> you know for keeping in touch there's people like uh, I listen to Rory Mowen put songs on regularly Liam Kelly um, I talk to Derek Fagan and people like that and you know they're regularly putting bits of music up and uh, it's lovely you still feel a bit of a part of it and Mm. and, uh, yeah it's great
1: Now you've been away quite a time now at this stage and your life is in the Algarve in Portugal Hey are you still flying the chopper? Oh, the plane, the light aircraft, not the chopper, the light aircraft, are yeah, you? You are? I am, yeah,
5: yeah. I just got my logbook stamped for the year, and uh, I'm back in the UK now at Christmas. Yes. Um, I might do a bit after Christmas, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's something, when I, I think, when you pick it up, it's it never leaves you. You can't sort of run away from it and say, I'm finished with
1: it. Mm. It's
5: just such a lovely lovely thing to do. Yeah. I've
1: been watching it's you posting. Yeah, and I've been watching you posting uh, uh, real time from the cockpit of the plane as well as you fly down over the Algarve. And it is spectacular on, on beautiful yeah. mornings there. What about the Algarve and Christmas time as well? Um, you know, it's a bit warmer than here, of course. Better weather, uh, things like that. Is Christmas as significant um, to the
5: Portuguese, yeah. It's it's still a very religious and still a very, very family-oriented they, they celebrate it late on Christmas Eve, like some Eastern European countries. They have a meal late on the 24th. Um, the sort of non-Portuguese um, all go to the beach on Christmas morning with our. Prosecco and this, that, and the other, and then um, swim or wherever, and then go home and have their Christmas dinner. Um, so yeah, it's a very different, different type of thing. Mm, and but that, but it, it, something missing in it, you know. Mm,
1: mm. Um, it's not like. You know, Christmas in in the dark, and it is dark here. This weather, we've had an awful dull run run of weather, and with the shortest days, the shortest day yesterday. You know it yourself. It is a big lift for us in this part of the world with the lights and the trees and the yeah. families coming. You know what I, you know what I'm talking about, and it's yeah, it, it yeah, is different. Yeah. It is different.
5: And yeah, and the, I mean they do they decorate in the Algarve every roundabout around Lagos, and that has these wonderful sort of light and displays and. Mm. Lagos itself is very nicely lit. It's it's lovely, but that sort of uh, ambience is the only word I can think of mm. um, that you get at an Irish Christmas at home is uh, is is a little bit light. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't have that real Christmas feel. But mm. Mm. but that's you know, and and the weather. I can tell you, Jerry, last week and this week. It's not very pleasant. There's thunderstorms. All right. Rain and uh, and the breeze that would uh, would cut you into.
1: <laughs> you see, Av, you're like myself. You've got a bit soft with the years, and you like the old uh, heat and things like that. I know, I know, where you're coming from and with. Oh, when, <laughs> <laughs> when you get a bit of this, it, it's a different story altogether. Oh Lord! Yeah. But look at Portugal has many benefits, as you told us in the past. It's a lovely place. Uh, people, uh, the weather especially, and it's an awful lot going for it and Irish people visited and have many own places there
5: oh there's there's a, there's a quite a substantial Irish community along the Algarve um, yeah. mostly around Villamora um, Albufeira. I'm a bit I've been a bit further west but, but my time in the Algarve is, is almost finished now um, I've I'm selling up are you and uh, yeah yeah and moving for my daughter's secondary education
1: so where will we where will we find you in the near future? Well, do you know what, Jerry? I, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure,
5: but um, but very likely in Wexford.
1: <laughs> really? So you're coming back to Ireland?
5: I am, yeah.
1: Ah, oh, well, there's breaking news on LMFM's Late Lunch Today. <laughs> a most famous man is coming back as time is done in Portugal. Well, you wouldn't go far wrong in Wexford. I'm sure you'd only be a hop. You know the roads we have here now. It's the one legacy of the Celtic Tiger that we can talk about with pride. You'd be up and drawed in no time from Wexford.
5: Yeah, and you know what? I think there's more of a sense of belonging. and that's. I think as the years go on, that becomes more important. Isn't that all the sort of all mm. the pleasantries and you know the, the I wouldn't call it lavish but yeah <clears throat> a, a world away from you know mm-hmm. what we grew up in has been very nice to experience I've enjoyed it but I'm bored with it and uh, it doesn't have the value it used to have and, and other things are more important now and uh, and that's what we're going to do
1: There you go. Well, 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 I wasn't expecting that at all today. It's (laughs) breaking news. Yes, Avery. Yeah,
5: yeah, but very, very lucky. (laughs) You know, property's done very well in Portugal and uh, and it's still going crazy, Mm. I suppose, like a lot of places. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's the right time for us to do what we're going to do.
1: There you go. Well, look, you're a gentleman and I thank you for joining us today. And I wish you a happy Christmas to you and your family. And all, I can say this with gusto, the very best for the new year and your big move and bringing it all back home. Avery Clark, you're a gentleman.
5: The same to you, Jerry. And I'd like to wish all my family and friends around Rother a, a really good Christmas and, and a, a better new year than, than this one.
1: Yes, I say here, hear to that. God bless you, Avery. Take care. It's all right, Merry Christmas, mm. cheers. Jerry. Same to you, bye-bye, bye-bye. There you go, Afe Clark, one of life's great guys and done really well for himself. There you are, he's coming home next year. Big move on the cards there. Mm. Santa's Little Helper has been on to me and the message says, a virtual hug back at you, Jerry. Great what you're doing for the Gary Kelly Centre. I hope all children are being on their best behaviour. Only three sleeps to go. Santa's Little Helper, ho Ho, ho. Lovely to hear from you. Thanks for that. So generous donation. I say it again to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All donations and our monies for the cards will be in the Kelly Centre tomorrow morning. And Anne Tracy wants to join us, and she will, on the show tomorrow afternoon, our final show of the year. Um, hi, Jerry from Joan Martin in Slane. Thanks. Good luck to everyone and well done with your cards. What a great idea. Aidan's been on to say, Jerry and Louise, I really don't know where to start, but I think I speak for the whole of the Northeast and beyond. I'm here in Ashington off the Navin Road in Dublin 7. I want to thank you both so much for brightening up our afternoon with loads of fun and laughter. And Professor Paul Miner, what a man, Jerry! He spoke so positively each week in the midst of the crisis. I couldn't agree with you more. I hate when the boss schedules a meeting in the early afternoon as I have to miss my daily fix of positivity. Take care and enjoy your well-deserved rest over the festive season. Happy Christmas, Aidan. Aidan, many happy returns to you and your family. And thanks for those lovely words. They mean so much to us and they give us a wonderful lift, I promise you. My Artist of the Week is Michael Bublé. And we're in 2011 now and it saw Michael release his Christmas album, which topped the charts in the UK and USA. And listen to this, it continues to chart and sell most years since in December. No surprise. I have it myself. It's a great album. To Be Loved, his next album, came out in 2013. Brian, halt that there. Take that down a minute, can you? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you in a minute I do. Brian, can you reset that there again? I beg your pardon. That is my fault. No, nobody else's. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a minute. Anyway, I'll continue the story. <laughs> about... My, about <laughs> Brian says I've wandered in hands. I'll explain after the song. Anyway... <laughs> to be loved, his next album came out in 2013, becoming his fourth consecutive number one in the US album charts. More music followed in 16, 17 and 18 as he embarked on another world tour. He played Crow Park in 18, yes he did, and then the Three Arena in 2019 in June. I saw him there that time, it was absolutely brilliant. On a personal level, he was engaged to Debbie Timmis for a number of years, but they split in 20 in 2005. And then he went out for a while with English actress Emily Blunt uh, before meeting his now wife, Argentine actress Luisana Lopilato. What a lovely name. Luisana Lopilato. His wife now. Yes, he married her in Buenos Aires in March 2011. And for her, he wrote
0: this one. I'm not surprised not everything lasts. I've broken my heart so many times. I stop keeping track. Talk myself in, I talk myself out. I get all worked up, then I let it give so much more than I get. Yeah, I just haven't met you yet.
1: I'm still laughing here. Poor Brian Farley. How does he put up with me? Or Louise either. I don't know. They're saints. You see we have a little regime here when the song is starting Try to hit it just right with the chat and the music And I raised my hand (laughs) And I raised my hand hard early today Brian's scratching his head thinking What's this about? I better play it anyway Anyway that's the reason behind the reset Mr Michael Bublé's song Just Haven't Met You Yet That he wrote for his beautiful wife Luisana La Pilato, and they've three lovely children they have. And more about Michael to finish off the year and the week tomorrow on your late lunch. Short break, final one of the day. And I'm back, would you believe it? Two days in a row. East Coast Cookery School today. It's mulled wine and cocktails. It's almost Christmas, and we're back at East Coast Cookery School. We're rounding off this mini-series that we started at the beginning of December, and we're on the cusp of Christmas now, and we're finishing. With cocktails. Well
2: we go with the traditional first mulled wine and then we're going to move on to a nice little cranberry martini cocktail after that. But I think mulled wine is just such a lovely thing to have in those days running up to Christmas. Maybe not even on Christmas Day itself but you know you've been out busy shopping or maybe you've gone to a carol service or something and it's lovely and warming. So a bottle of wine going into a pot. Now, do not use your good wine for this. It's a total waste of money um, and a waste of a beautiful wine. So just a cheap wine is fine for this. There's one in Aldi I buy for, I think it's 4 50 or €5 Euros or something. So I've popped the wine into the pot, I should say, and I have some sugar going in. At this stage now, you can kind of play around with what you put in here. So I'm going to pop it onto a really low heat. Important to have it on a really low heat because if the heat is too high, it's going to start coming to a boil. Boil off the alcohol, which we don't want, well, maybe you do, but it just doesn't taste as nice either. You know, wine was not meant to be boiled, kind of, you know. And here I have some orange zest going in, so I've washed my orange. It's important to always wash your citrus fruit before you use it. And I'm just taking long lengths of the zest with my zester here. You can use a grater, you can use a peeler and chop it down if you want, but I think it's really important to have a good lot of the orange zest in there because it gives that lovely sweetness. Next up then, so I'm starting off with a pinch of ginger. Next up, I have some cinnamon sticks. And these are actually the Chinese ones. They're lovely. You see the big size? So they're Mm. actually, one will probably be enough of that. Next up then, a couple of whole cloves. Can you start to smell Christmassy now? Will you stop? (laughs) I'm
1: about to fall on the floor here. I can't wait for it now to arrive. Oh, my word. This kitchen is just infused with Christmas today. (laughs) It
2: is. And it's really the spices, you know, that mix of the kind of the nutmeg, the ginger, the cinnamon. That is such a lovely Christmas um, smell. So next up, whole star anise, which I love in here because it just takes away from that super sweetness. It gives a little bit of a kick, slight heat to it. And then I have a little bit of nutmeg as well, some freshly grated nutmeg. And then finally, not essential, but it is quite nice, a little drop of brandy. Is that it? That is it, Jerry, And we're going to let that sit now for a few minutes while we get onto our cocktail. And we're just going to make sure that we do not let this come to a boil. So if it's starting to bubble ever so slightly at the edges, just turn the heat off. I'd say if you have an induction hob or something, you will be able to get that very low heat. But if you're on gas or ceramic or whatever, it might be just hard to get that low, low heat. So just switch it on and off and on and off if you need to. That mulled wine has been sitting there in my book for too long. <laughs> well, actually, I think the longer you can give it, the better, really. I mean, within reason, obviously. obviously. Obviously, not for hours and hours. But the flavours will mellow. Like You'll really notice the difference between when you taste it in the first five minutes and then you taste it 20 minutes later. So I'm going to have a taste now.
1: Well, it's at least 20 minutes there, Mm -hmm. if not more.
2: Oh, it's lovely. (laughs) I'm
1: counting the minutes, you know.
2: (laughs) So you can see here, look... I don't strain it because I think it's quite nice for people to see the original ingredients in there. So if you do get a star anise or a piece of cinnamon in there, I think it's quite nice. Just to avoid it. But like, obviously, if you had elderly people or something, someone who couldn't see that, well, you might leave it out. So, Jerry, I've just popped a little cup. Have a little taste of that.
1: Well, let me taste Tara Walker's mulled wine Christmas 2021 at East Coast Cookery School. Cheers.
2: Here's to a lovely Christmas for 2021. Sarah, it just has everything. Doesn't it? And it has like the little touch of brandy. It's not overpowering. But the orange for me is very important in there. And the star anise. Those three things are probably like what really elevated, I think.
1: Could you leave it on a low heat or do you just, you know, when you turn the heat off, do you leave it be?
2: Yeah, I just usually leave it be. And then if I wanted to put the heat on very gently under it. And what I often do, because sometimes, you know, if I was doing it on the telly or um, in a class and I needed to have one I made before I might have an extra batch and I just pop it into a jug and then a few days later when I'm off I just pop it back into the pot reheat it very gently and you have a pre-made mulled wine then.
1: So that's the mulled wine today on the cusp of Christmas and it's absolutely beautiful. So we're almost there because there's just one more thing to do. And it's a beautiful cocktail.
2: Yes, Jerry. I have a little mistletoe cocktail, a cranberry martini coming up next.
1: Okay, let's go with this. Take me through it.
2: So, Jerry, I have my little cocktail shaker here. And it feels very chic to be uh, <laughs> making up a little martini. So I have some ice in my cocktail shaker here. And I'm going to start adding in. I have my vodka and I have some Cointreau going in. So let me pop those in first.
1: Do you measure this? Is it important to measure it?
2: I tend to, look, I end up tasting anyway because it depends on the brand of vodka you're using, the brand of cranberry juice, etc. etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, But I usually like this to have two shots in it in total. So I usually put um, just a smaller amount of the Cointreau in and then just go slightly under the two shots of the vodka, if you see what I mean. So you're essentially two shots in total of alcohol, basically. And next up then, I have my cranberry juice going in. And the next thing I have, which I'm not making live now on air, but I have some already, is sugar syrup. And that is really easy to make. So you just boil up equal quantities of water and sugar so that the sugar dissolves into it. And you can keep that. See, I had it in a jar. I was doing cocktail classes there recently, and I just keep it in a jar, and it just means then you have it for another day. But it's really, genuinely, very, very easy to do. Just boil it up until the sugar dissolves. There's no trying to caramelize it or anything like that. It just looks like water, except it's sweetened water. And now into the cocktail shaker with it. Let's give it a shake. Do my best Tom Cruise impression. <laughs>
1: 007 shake and not Yeah, maybe
2: that's better (laughs) and then i do like to just have a little taste then as i say it kind of depends on the brand of vodka you're using or you know the um the cranberry juice or whatever so just have a little taste Mm. i'm very happy with that and then i'm going to finish it off with a nice twist of orange so just let me grab my orange and i'm going to take a nice bit of zest off it now
1: I love the zester you have there. <laughs> know, it really I'm, does the job without uh, digging down into the pit.
2: I know. I'm always using it for, for sweet and savoury. And you can see what happens is you get that lovely oil almost from the orange there. A little orange oil going in. And that just gives a little sweetness without it becoming overpowering. If I were to use the juice, it would be a lot sweeter. So, Jerry, have a little taste.
1: It's lovely pink real pink a deep pink you'd say and the little orange there on top so here we go cheers I was nearly going to consume the whole glass there.
2: <laughs> and you've spilled it uh, there after one sip, so I'm going to li- you don't.
1: <laughs> I'm going to lick it off the counter. Oh, it's lovely, Tara.
2: Isn't it lovely and mm. fresh, actually? So it's the opposite to the mulled wine. That's why I wanted to do kind of the two together, because I think the mulled wine is lovely maybe a bit earlier in the day if you've been out on a big walk or out shopping or whatever it is and you're cold. Whereas this, I think, is a really nice little elegant start to an evening meal. Um, maybe, you know, on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve, Stephen's Day, something like that that and again reminding us it is a mistletoe martini or a cranberry martini what
1: a beautiful way to finish our series in east coast Cookery school and this year and i have to say at end of year it's been great to be back with you these last uh, couple of months it's been really wonderful and i thank you for all you've contributed to late lunch during the year we know the listeners love you and please god we'll be back do some more wonderful preparations and cooking and more besides from East Coast Cookery School in 2022, the new year. But in the meantime, to yourself, Rob and Grace, uh, a very, very happy Christmas and all the best for the new year.
2: Thank you so much, Jerry, and happy Christmas to you and all your listeners and the whole team at LMFM as well.
1: She's terrific we love her and we look forward to spending time in the company of Tara Walker at East Coast Cookery School next year please god anyway that's a lot on late lunch today the final show of the year tomorrow we're going to reveal the best christmas pudding in the northeast we'll do the draw for uh, for Shoe City yes that 250 euro voucher all the christmas cuties go into the hat that draw tomorrow brush shields and paddy cola joining me on the show for a bit of crack i have another big boot giveaway For the final day, I've rustled up a load more fantastic books and put them together for you. I have a competition, festive music, and we'll be reflecting on the year gone by 2021. I want to say a big thank you today to Brian Farley, who's been with me for the last number of days and who's been great during the year. He's popped into the breach. Every time and never let us down. He's a wonderful guy, and I thank you, Brian, for everything you've contributed to Late Lunch this year. I really do appreciate it. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with the drive on LMFM Radio. We're back for the final show tomorrow. Take care of yourselves this evening. See you Thursday.
0: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jorda and dog in Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the
2: all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie.
0: luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact...